In recent years, social enterprise has gained significant traction in the United Kingdom as a powerful business model combining profit-making with social impact. According to Social Enterprise UK, there are 100,000 social enterprises in the United Kingdom. Listen to this, folks. Contributing £60 billion into the economy and employing around about 2 million people. That's some numbers. In this week's I Hate Numbers podcast, I'm going to be looking at social enterprises in the United Kingdom and looking at the different business models and structures that can be adopted. I'm also going to comment on what a social enterprise is, and it's more than just doing good stuff, and emphasize the fact that a social enterprise is a business. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Now, social enterprises are organisations that strive to achieve social and environmental issues while generating sustainable revenue. They run themselves as a profit-making venture, not quite the same as a charity would be doing. What the profits are actually used for is where the differences are for a private company, where you've got owners who enjoy all the profits themselves, and a social enterprise. Now, understanding the various business models and structures employed by United Kingdom social enterprises is critical anyone who's looking to take on a social enterprise, develop their social enterprise, or perhaps end up working with or for a social enterprise. Now, it's important to note at this stage here that the actual final structure that you adopt for your social enterprise has got to be driven by a number of variables. Substance follows forms, i.e. what is the outcome? What are the objectives? How are you looking to raise funding? Are you looking to actually enjoy any personal reward in that venture? Are you looking to access funds from things like fund trusts and donations? If so, the model that you choose will be an influencer. Tax benefits may also be a factor. So, for example, if you decide to run as a charity organization, that will give you an ability to generate gift aid from any donations that are made. If that is not really your income stream here, then a charity organization and structure may not be the most appropriate. So you've got to really think carefully, do a business plan, think about the objectives, think about the route map that you're going to be taking in your social enterprise and decide the structure that best fits that purpose. It always is possible to modify and change structures as you go along. But if you start off where you mean to begin from, then that's always going to be much better. Now, one popular model for a social enterprise in the United Kingdom is what's called a CIC. That's the abbreviation, which stands for a Community interest company. Now, this is, in my opinion, a very popular business model, and it's certainly increasing in popularity amongst UK social enterprises. CIC are designed to ensure that any profits generated, the primary purpose of those profits are to be used for social good, for the community, and for the issues that the social enterprise has been structured and set up for. They operate with a specific community purpose, and opening up a CIC means you need to generate what's called a community benefit statement. More of that in a future podcast. At the end of each financial year, they're typically treated like companies. You've got to submit returns to the registrar. 
find your accounts accordingly. And within a CIC structure, you've got two variants. You can be a CIC that's limited by guarantee, or you can be a CIC that's limited by shareholding. The flexibility of the shareholding structure enables you to attract external investment and also to distribute some of those profits by way of dividends. Certainly not the whole lot, because you have something called an asset lock. Again, more of that in a future episode. So CIC's are certainly one popular model, and one of the other reasons they're very popular is because they also act as an intermediary step to becoming a charity at some point in the future. It's not unusual for charities, for example, to be running their organisations and have a CIC sitting by the side of them that might actually undertake some of the more entrepreneurial risk-taking activities. Now, the second potential business model you can have is what's called a co-op or cooperative. And we're not talking about the store, we're talking about the type of structure. Now, cooperatives are another prevalent business model within the UK social enterprise sector. And these organisations are owned and democratically controlled by the members. So if transparency and openness and democracy is your thing, then a cooperative may be a suitable model for you. These members can be employees, they can be customers, or even members of the local community. Cooperatives operate on the principles of collective decision-making, shared profits, and a focus on the well-being of their members. Fair trade practices, as practiced by the cooperative retailing organization, demonstrates their social and environmental responsibility. Now, you can have also what's called an IPS, which is the abbreviation of an industrial and provident society. Now, IPSs are often referred to as cooperative or community benefit societies, and those are specific legal structures specifically designed for social enterprises. They're actually regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and not by Companies House, and the members' well-being is priority for them, as well as the wider community. Democratic control is an emphasis as well as shared benefits. Now, this structure, this IPS structure, helps social enterprises access various tax benefits and funding opportunities that may not be available to other types of social enterprise model. So as we said at the beginning, or I said at the beginning, think carefully what your objectives are, your business plan, your funding streams, where that money is likely to come from, because that will have an influence over the structure that you adopt. Now, it's possible for a social enterprise to be a conventional private company limited by shares. Now, social enterprise has a specific meaning. It's not just about being fair and ethical, it is either statemented or within your core mission statement that you're going to do some social good. Generally speaking, a lot of social enterprises will be run by people who would be classified as entrepreneurs in a private sector environment, except their activities are driven to doing social good, social benefit. And we find that across the board in the world of education, retailing, hospitality, helping vulnerable people, a whole swathe of society and its community that social enterprises are there to serve. Now, the advantage of a company limited by shares is that you can raise external capital from investors. And in fact, actually, most are of the social enterprise models here, with one or two exceptions, enable you to access funding from things like SEIS funding or EIS funding as well. Now, the last model I want to comment on here is what's called a CIO, all these abbreviations, hey folks, which is called a charitable incorporated organization. Now, this is a legal structure, predominantly for an organization that has a charitable purpose. So it would be registered as a charity 
And as a CIO, if you're registered as a CIO, you only have to do one set of documentation and returns to the Charity Commission are not to company's house. Now, CIOs provide limited liability protection to their members while allowing them to access tax benefits associated with charitable status. Typically, things like gift aid on donations, things like favourable rates reliefs. This structure of CIO is particularly beneficial for enterprises heavily focused on delivering public benefits and engaging in charitable activities. Now, what can we say in summary, folks? Understanding the different business models and legal structures by social enterprises in the UK is really an important thing to understand, not only from a working for, working from, but as also in an advisory situation as well. So whether it's through the community-driven structure of a CIC, the cooperative focus membership basis, or a CIO, social enterprises are a growing force in the British economy and in British society. Folks, I hope you found this podcast useful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Are you involved in a social enterprise? If so, what's your preferred model? Until we meet again next week, I'll see you on the other side. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. (laughs) 